This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode number 72. Submission 1247. Go. Go aired on NBC Daytime from October 3rd, 1983 to January 20th, 1984 for a total of 79 episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, the name of the game is Go, and two teams are here to compete for a jackpot worth up to $20,000. This week, our celebrity captains are Lynn Redgrave. From Just Our Luck, Richard Gilliland. And now, here is your host, ready to go, Kevin O'Connell. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Thank you. And welcome to another round of Go. Actually, this is going to be our final match of head-to-head with the ten players that we have on our stage. At the- Off to a rousing start, gents. Oh, yeah. Tell you what, nothing like a good, nothing like a good theme song to get the mojo going. So to speak. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. Yes, yes, Daddy. Also, one of the all-time best game show themes composed by the, the legendary Bob Colbert. And you can hear that theme on the classic TV game show theme CD that GSN put out back in 1998. Yep. Bob Colbert, also of previous installment, Super Train. Yes. But, no, but no supersonic railways on this board. Nope, only five, te- only two teams of five making sentences. Make sense? Yeah. And this was it. And, of course, as we mentioned back in episode 68, this was, go, a spinoff of the bonus game from the 1980 Chain Reaction. Yep. Yes. And this was a fast-paced game, let me tell you. It was fast, but it seems like it moved really, really slow. Well, maybe it wasn't really, really slow. Maybe it was just really, really long. Because the object of the game was to get 1,500 points. And how you get the 1,500 points is you have two teams making sentences one word at a time. It is the exact same as the Chain Reaction 1980 bonus round. Like, what word describes a ni- nine, 3 game show on NBC? Bing! Go! The right answer is future installment, the new Battle Stars. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was basically the game in a nutshell. Now, imagine that because one of the teams is actually setting the time for the other team to beat. And whoever does it in the fastest time gets the points. It starts at 250, then goes to 500, then goes to 750, and finally to 1250. So uh, that is a total of eight times maximum. And that's just the front game. We'll get to the end game momentarily because there's still some things we need to talk about in the front game. Because you, you heard me say two teams of five players. 
but there were four civilians and one celebrity captain, as you heard in the intro. Okay, now there is one hitch. Now, like I said, one team sets the time, the other has to beat it. However, they have a limit of 99 seconds. Yeah, because you only have like two egg crates on the scoreboard. Right. And I know there is at least one time that one team used the entire 99 seconds. Can you imagine if you were the one team that had to beat the 99 seconds and you couldn't? That would just be that would just be sad. That would sad, blow, sad. that would blow. Yes, it would. It would be totally, totally bad. Well, how bad would you be? Or how bad would you feel if you were the team that beat the ninety-nine seconds with ninety-eight seconds? Yeah, but you still beat it ninety-eight seconds. Yeah. Yeah, but mm, too close for comfort. No, that's another entry. That's not even an entry. It lasted long. Okay, so how do we actually set the time here? Well, there are, like I said, there's a group of five people. One of them is the answerer. The other four are either givers or receivers. I'll I'll have a a demonstration ready here. Okay. Greg, please demonstrate. Okay. This is is not a video podcast. By the way, guys, this is the first time we're recording on Zoom. So – we're, this is the first. I'm time. seeing the horrors that is Greg's background. By the way, yeah, uh, yeah, you don't want to know what's in my background. Okay, so, so, okay, I have. Ready, put some pants on. Okay, I have, I have a demonstration here. So I have a demonstration from Funko Pop. So right here, like Noah Syndergaard is the guy who's answering the que- the, the the question, and Tom Servo and Doc Brown are given the one word at a time. And so it's up to Noah Syndergaard here to answer the question that Tom Servo and Doc Brown are giving. And then go down the line. Tom Servo's in this seat. And then, like, wait, he would move to the other seat, right? Noah Syndergaard? Uh, uh, Noah Syndergaard would move to the next seat. Okay. Tom Servo would Okay. Tom Servo would turn to the left, right? Uh And then... And then you'd go to the fourth person, which would be this David Tennant as the 10th Doctor Funko Pop. And then, <laughs> then they'd give t- David Tennant and Tom Servo give the clue to Noah Syndergaard. They'd answer that. So he'd move back, and then David Tennant would have someone to his left, which would be, this is for you, Chico, the Green Ranger. Nice. So the Green <laughs> Ranger and David Tennant are given. To, so they get that right. Okay, so moves to the next seat. David Tent turns around back to Tom Servo. Get the clue right. Okay, David Tent's out, and then Tom Servo and Doc Brown give the final clue. Ding! Stop the clock. And they would set the time to beat. And the other team would have to have a separate packet of answers. Remember, each round is two packets of answers. And they would have to beat that time with a separate packet of answers. Yes. I'm not going to do, do it with another five Funko Pops. No, I didn't want you to. <laughs> okay. And the fastest of the two teams gets the points. And it's the first team to 1,500. 
they go on to the jackpot round, which we'll talk about in due course. But now... What? Oh. What? <laughs> Video game stars an orange character who jumps on blocks. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. We were looking for Qbert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All of my Bunko Pops are I, not I within... <laughs> okay. Alright, so now... Well that's, well, that's not true. I, I got... I got, I got Jason and Kimberly right here. Oh, from the 2017 yeah. movie. That's nice. No, no, no. This is from this is from the this is from season. Oh, two, season one. Okay, not from the 2017 like, movie. That's like, <laughs> nope, I was. I, I can't get out of this box and play the game. Hell no! <laughs> I would have been so happy. I would have been so happy if it was the 2017 movie because then it would have been Naomi Scott and I would have been so happy. Oh my god. You would be the, the lady from Aladdin and the jerk from Stranger Things. Basically. Yeah, it would have been. Billy from Stranger Things. But anyway, <laughs> it's the first team to 1500 goes on to the jackpot round, which we'll talk about momentarily. But right now, who the hell is Kevin O'Connell? Wait a minute. Hold on, guys. You mean to tell me that the former backup quarterback for the Patriots and the Jets hosted this show? No, I'm talking about the former quarterback coach for the Browns. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Well, now there is a different Kevin O'Connell. and, and uh, not, not, the, the, not the composer. Not the composer Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, it, 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 somebody no. totally different and – and probably he's a, unlike he's that, a weatherman with he's a weatherman with a nice haircut. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's got fantastic hair. Oh, he does. Uh, and also, that hair, he, man. He, he, he's mm. a grown adult, and he probably doesn't play with Funko Pop dolls like we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how I wish this was a video podcast. Well, this <laughs> technically could be a video podcast this episode, but enough about that. So, if you are from Buffalo or the Niagara Falls area, right near Lake Erie, Lake Ontario. You probably know who Kevin O'Connell is. He has been a longtime weatherman at WGRZ, and unfortunately he was fired in 2018. I can vouch that when I went up to Niagara Falls in 2000, 2001, billboards for the TV station still had his presence on them. Oh, nice. So, I mean, yeah. well, again, I mean, that would still be a good 15 years before he retired. But he is a big personality. If you, like I said, know Buffalo, he's a legend. Absolutely. And then he went to Los Angeles and uh, he did some work out there. He, he, he was out in Los Angeles for a number of years. And uh, he did a couple of other game show pilots. This is the only game show that he hosted proper that actually got picked up. That actually True. went to series. Yes. And, and Oh. But still, he had been with the station at that point uh, for th almost 30 years because uh, he returned to Buffalo around 1990, and he also did work in Buffalo before he went to Los Angeles. So he had spent plenty of years in, uh, in Buffalo and even graduated from Buffalo State College. So he, he's a mm -hmm. fixture. He is absolutely a fixture. And he's still a pretty young guy. He's only 71. What? 
I mean, when you watch him on the show, he had gray hair when he hosted Go. And he, that was almost 40 years ago now. That, yeah, that well, was, and, and the thing of it is, um, he was, what, 35 when he hosted Go? Yeah. And he was full-on Silver Fox mode. Like, yeah, that, wow. He was, he was close to my dad's age back then. Yeah, yeah, he, he uh, was total uh, he was, Taylor yeah, He's back younger in than my dad. I'm not giving my dad's age, so hi, dad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Mike's he, dad. Yeah, but he's not going to listen to this. But not, uh, yeah, he uh, totally. Dad. Yeah, he he totally had the gray hair going on at 35, sort of like a Taylor Hicks type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Not that's not a bad thing. No, it's, it's a really good thing. That remember, re- remember the back of the 2000s when people went gray recreationally. Yeah, but this was naturally. This wasn't recreationally. Oh, and also, I'm sorry. I need to throw this in because this is another little tidbit from his career. Apparently, he sub-hosted on previous installment, The Dave Letterman Show. What? What? It's right there. I'm looking at it. It says O'Connell also sub-hosted on The David Letterman Show on NBC. Wow, this was totally not planned. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I would not lie to you. It's right there. This was totally not planned. Because, remember, this was not originally going to be this week's episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We should also add, we did have another episode planned this week. But uh, given the uh, Well, we'll talk about Well, hold on. We'll talk about that in the first episode. Okay. All right. In 71, the Herb UWF episode. So. Because okay. technically, this is second. Okay, daddy. So that's the Kevin O'Connell story. Now we can actually get back to the game because we've talked about getting to 1,500 points and the sort of um, the golden snitch, if you will, the 1,250-point round because if you win that round, you win the game. And the thing is, unless you won the 250, 500, and 750, unless you won the first three in a row, you had to play that fourth round. So that sort of falters a little bit sort of by uh, the uh, super password type of rule where, you know, really the $100 game didn't count in super password. Well, technically, you know, if you got the first three puzzles, you know, that's the only way it really sort of matters because otherwise, you know, you're playing the fourth game and that's your golden snitch. Whoever wins that wins the game. Basically. But the bonus round, now that's where it got a little different. It's the same type of game, but you have all five people playing this time. The idea is you have to get seven responses correct in 60 seconds, the same way that we played the rest of the game where you go one person at a time. But now the catch is, yeah, for the first word, you start with four people going back down the line and then going back in the other direction. So let's say you have players one two three and four lined up on uh, from left to right you would go player one then two then three then four then bounce back three two one bounce back two three four until you know whenever the uh the sentence is acceptable or you feel that there's enough information given and then you hit the bell and if you're correct excellent one person then goes off stage or at least out of camera view. So now you do the same thing with three people 
one, two, three, two, one, two, three, two, one, two, three. Ding. And if they get it correct for the third word, you're now down to two people and you play basically the go from the front game. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. If uh, again, ding, if you're correct, again, person number two now goes off stage. The fourth answer, basically player one just gave a question. There was no bouncing back and forth. Uh, yeah. What is the capital of New York? Ding. Okay. Albany. Okay, good. Now for question five, we bring back player two. So then you do one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two again. Then if you get that right for question six, you bring back player three and then it's one, two, three, two, one, two, three, two, one, two, three. And after you get that right, play, uh, the fourth player comes back and then you do like you did the first question. One, two, three, four, three, two, one, two, three, four, et cetera. And if you don't get the word right, you got to get it right with that main number of players before you can move on. So if you get seven right in 60 seconds, you got $10,000. If not, you get $200 each. And yeah. remember, you got four teammates, so you're splitting that uh, 10000 or even the 200 four ways. So technically for each person, it's 50 bucks or 2500 if you win. But there's uh, some good stuff, and we'll talk about that in a, a moment. No. Yeah, and and uh, or as I like to, or as Kevin O'Connell likes to say, go for the cash. That's why he says when the ten thousand is up for grabs, the the last clue, go for the cash. You get the fourth person back in, and if you get it, yay, you win. And if not, well, you got twelve hundred dollars, so that's three hundred dollars a piece. But again, like I said, there's a little bit more. We should also add that the gameplay in the final round. Sometimes bounced back and forth, uh, one, two, three, four, three, two, one, etc. But sometimes it went one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three. So it did change over time in the short life of this game. You remember I mentioned about the 1500 points if you win the first three rounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember, this is timed out in a certain way. So, the uh, how they filled that extra time is if you won by winning the first three rounds, you get to play a double bonus, a double jackpot round. Ooh. So you get two chances to win $10,000. And it's, again, played the exact same way. There's not extra stakes. It's, again, $200 each. Get seven total, you get the $10,000. But it just gives you a second chance at the money. So there's the incentive for winning the first three games. A, you avoid the golden snitch, but now you get two chances at $10,000. Or actually, you could win $20,000, and I'm pretty sure that happened on at least one episode. I think it happened on a soap opera week. I've seen yeah. that before. They had like a fortnight of Battle of the Soap Opera Stars. They, they, where... had, they had two weeks of soap operas. That's what they, I just said, a fortnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had Days of Our Lives Against Another World, and they had Search for Tomorrow Against Another World. Those were the only big soap operas on NBC back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but- be, yeah, because Match Game Hollywood Squares was still on, and we wouldn't see Santa Barbara until uh, until summer of 1984. Correct. Yeah. Teams that won the main game won $1,500. And on some episodes, uh, Kevin O'Connell says, we're going to give you a dollar a point, which, yeah, that's... It works if you have 1,500 points, but what if you win with 2,500 points? Yeah, they're not giving you $2,500. You're getting $1,500. Yeah. 
But also we should add that the first four weeks, teams stayed on the show till they lost. But then starting on week five, teams stayed on for the entire week. So you could make a, a nice little bundle of money. I mean, even if you're on the quote-unquote losing team for the week in terms of not making the, uh, more money than the other team, you could still probably make a good $3,000 or so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a really good team, you know, you could conceivably win $15,000 per person. I mean, $60,000 is not out of the realm of possibility because the $20,000 was won uh, not just on a celebrity episode, but also on a regular episode. So, I mean, right there, if you win $20,000 plus the $1,500 in the main game, that means you're right there, you're at $5,375. So, yeah, you could make a nice chunk of change staying on the whole week. You could. Yeah. But now I think we're going to move on to what celebrities appeared on this show. And I know Greg has a list of celebrities. Oh, yeah. I want to hear the list of celebrities. Yeah, this comes courtesy of uh, Chris Lane's old website. So we found Shout the out episode. to Chris Lane. Yes. Hey, hey Chris. Yes, the second time we're using an old episode guy from his site. So, okay, week one, October 3rd. Third, if you count Jennifer Slept Here, but anyway. Well, I wasn't here for Jennifer Slept Here, so. Uh, week one, October 3rd, 1983 to October 7th, 1983, Elaine Joyce and Richard Klein. What can we say about those two? Two game show veterans and, yeah. and two great actors, actors, actresses. Yep. Mm-hmm. If only we had Richard Klein's episode of Second Chance on YouTube. That's all I got to say. It always goes back to Second Chance. Let's put that on the list. Making it and Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour and Twin Peaks and Night Court and Married with Children. You, and now it all. Star Trek, Mike. Chance. Star Trek, and Star Trek The Next Generation. Jeez. Week two, October 10, 1983 to October 14, 1983. Betty White and Fred Grandy. Uh, Rose, and, Rose and Gopher. Yep. Of course, this was before the Golden Girls, so she would still technically be just Betty White. This is Alan Ledden. Oh, well, yeah. no, 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 wait. She, just men was, she was on Just Men at this time. No, Just Men would have ended in April. Yeah. You're talking about future installment Just Men? Oh, yeah. Future installment Just Men. Yeah, remember Just Men was January of 83 to early April of 83. So she would have been on Mama's Family at the time. Yeah, Mama's Family. Yep. Week three, October 17, 1983 to October 21st, 1983. Shelly Smith and Brian Mitchell. They're just going through the Rolodex of all the, the game show celebrities. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. They are. Oh, yeah. And we love Brian Mitchell on this show. He's, he's an impressive baritone. An impressive lyric baritone. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. And he wore vegetables as boutonnieres on Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour. Is there anything Brian Mitchell couldn't do? 
No. And what a wonderful tribute to Peter Davison as the fifth doctor, let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> Week four, October 24th, 1983 to October 28th, 1983. Audrey Landers and Jay Johnson. Ah, nice. And this would have been about two years after Soap wrapped up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Week five, Halloween, October 31st, 1983 to November 4th, 1983. Marky Post and Barry Gordon. See, Marky Post, I would have gotten because she would be doing the uh, Fall Guy. Barry Gordon, trying to figure out what he would be doing. What would Barry Gordon be doing? Well, I'm going to IMDb right now. He would have been on Archie Bunker's place. Uh, yeah, that would have been canceled right about that time because okay. Archie Bunker's place ran to 83. So, but again, he was a quote unquote known entity, as I might say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was 1983. So he would actually have been, yeah, 1983 to 1984. He would have been doing voices by then. He was Inky on Pac Man animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would have been about 83. Yeah. yeah, plus also, let's remember, Barry Gordon did appear occasionally on $25,000 Pyramid, so that puts him in the Bob Stewart Rolodex. Yep. yep. Then week six, November 7th, 1983 to November 11th, 1983, is the aforementioned Days of Our Lives, Another World a Week. Which means the next week would be Search for Tomorrow, Another World. No, because that would be another three weeks. Oh, my bad. Okay. Because week, week seven... November 14, 1983, November 18, 1983. We got Martha Smith and Charlie Siebert. Anything? Well, Martha Smith is Shelly Smith's sister, I do believe. Okay. And Charlie I, Siebert is Charlie Siebert. Yeah. Wasn't Martha, Martha Smith is, was a Scarecrow Mrs. King, wasn't she? Yeah, Martha Smith was, uh, was, was, yeah, Martha Smith was Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Okay. Oh, and week eight, guys. Week eight, guys. This is probably my. Fa- this would this would obviously be four episodes because this is the Thanksgiving week. But oh, what a what a what a what a co- duo of celebrities for this week. Greg's speechless. Oh, Bonnie Ursef and Michael J. Fox. Oh, a beloved fixture around these parts. Bonnie Ursef, of course, in from We've Got It Made. Yeah. Previous installment. Yeah. And, and Michael J. Fox, if, if you don't know who Michael J. Fox is... What, Why are you what, listening to this show? What podcast are you even listening to? Exactly. Yeah. And, and Michael J. Fox did a couple weeks of $25,000 pyramid around this time. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he hadn't hit superstardom yet. He didn't star in Teen Wolf, and he didn't star in Back to the Future at this point. He was just Alex P. Keaton. Yeah, just regular yeah. old Alex P. Keaton. Yeah, he, he was just the oldest kid, Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties, uh, until you know he got, uh, as I said, Teen Wolf and Back to the Future, among other things. Yep. yep. Okay, week nine is Search for Tomorrow Against Another World, November 28, 1983, December 2nd, 1983. But all oh, week 10, week 10. Another, wow, what an amazing duo of celebrities for this. But this is like a random celebrity. But it's like, oh, man, this is like custom made for me. 
December 5th, 1983 to December 9th, 1983, you have Lynn Redgrave. Yeah, that's right, folks. Kate, Kate Stewart from Doctor Who's Aunt and Richard Gillian from Chester Luck. Richard Gilliland from future installment Just Star Luck. Yeah. And I feel that uh, we should add that this is one of the weeks that the $20,000 was won. Yes. Okay, December 12th, 1983 to December 16, 1983, week 11, you have Joanne Worley and Grant Goodeve. Sorry. I, I heard I heard Joanne Worley and immediately went postal. Yes. All right. Week 12, December 19, 1983 to December 23rd, 1983. Brian Mitchell is back and joining him is Constance McCashin. She of the Knots Landing. Yes. Yes. It's another known entity in the world of game shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this week 13, December 26, 1983, December 30, 1983, uh, Kim Fields from Facts of Life and Lori Hendler from, um, give me a break. Give me a break. Yes. Tootie. Oh man. Can't wait till we uh, Lori, Hen- L- Lori Hendler is another, uh, to use Mike's phrase, known entity. Yes. Yeah. She's made the rounds. Yeah. Far, yeah, far cry from Julie Kaniski on Give Me a Break, let me tell you. Uh, week 14, January 2nd to January 6th, 1984. Betty White and Robert Mandan. Aww. Uh, was this... I, I'm guessing Robert Mandan would be somewhere between uh, Soap and Three's a crowd at this point. Yeah, because Soap would have been canceled in 81 and Three's a Crowd, oh, by the way, future installment Three's a Crowd, would have been fall of 84. Wasn't Robert Mandan on the Private Benjamin? Uh, well, even if he was on Private Benjamin, that would have been canceled by uh, September of, of Yeah, it definitely would have been canceled at this point. But I do recall a $25,000 pyramid where he's introduced as from Pri- Private Benjamin, unless that's 16-year-old Greg's faulty memory. No, it's not 16-year-old Greg's memory because I'm taking a look here. Uh, he was in the 1981 TV adaptation of Private Benjamin. Okay. There you go. That's but good. But that only lasted to January of 83, so yeah, that would have been canceled uh, almost a year earlier. Oh. All right, so next to last week, January 9, 1984 to January 13, 1984. Oh, by the way, we should mention Private Benjamin, future installment. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. January 9, 1984 to January 13, 1984. Vicki Lawrence and Barry Gordon. Again, Vicki Lawrence is Vicki Lawrence. I mean, who doesn't know who Vicki Lawrence is? Come on. Yes. And no then the, argument here. Yes. And the final week, January 16, 1984 to January 20th, 1984, Charlie Siebert and Dee Dee Kahn. Uh, D.D. Khan would have been doing Benson right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And Charlie Siebert would be Charlie Sieberting. Sure. If that's the term you want to use. Charlie Siebert be Charlie Sieberting. That, 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 is a, that is a perfectly cromulent term, Mike. I appreciate your cromulence. <laughs> so why did go fail well 
it didn't air in the best time slot for game shows at noon. And mm-hmm. you need to remember that at this point, uh, a lot of affiliates were showing local news. Uh, ABC actually had Family Feud in the noon slot at this point. And uh, even though it was in Family Feud's waning days, it's still Family Feud. Yeah. And eventually what happened is after the cancellation, it was replaced by a, a little show called Hot Potato. <laughs> Wait, Mike, oh, don't, you. Mike, don't you mean Hot Potato? Oh, God. With Bill Cullen. Um, hot Potato, Bill Cullen. That would be all of our impersonations of Johnny Olson. Rest in peace. But moment of but, silence. But yeah. Uh, moment gone. <laughs> but yeah, the the noon time slot was not kind to of game shows uh, on NBC at that point. Uh, up at least up until mid uh, nineteen eighty four, when Super Password took the time slot, and it ran for almost five years. So. Yep. Something well, it's super password. You, everybody loves super password. Yeah, who doesn't Bert, love Bert Convy? Bert Convy is the Mac Daddy. Yeah, and he gives away so many puzzles. It's absolutely <laughs> freaking hilarious. And the top board reads: Up, oh, clue goes on the board. Nobody gets a guess. Here's the next word. Hmm, jockstrap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Are- that's our impersonation of Burt Convy. You're welcome. You get Johnny Olson impersonations and Burt Convy impersonations, particularly Burt Convy impersonating Tom Poston. That one time he had a mini coma on Match Game Hollywood Squares. You're welcome. <laughs> and that was that, and that was Mike Klaus going extra hard on the game show tip for making up for a lack of going extra hard on the game show tip last week. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, America. So what can we say about Go? Um, Was. Short. And. It. Had. Fun. Games. With. Kevin. O'Connell. And. Celebrities playing this game, but it was a thing on TV. Nailed it! Nailed it! Wait, where's the 20 grand? And you know how you could be a winner? By visiting our website. It was a thing on TV.com. That's how you can be the big winner. And you can win up to, oh gosh, almost 75 episodes if you include the live shows and the, the pilot at this point. Actually, that would be 75 shows. Yes. 72 regular shows, two live shows, and uh, the, the pilot, episode zero. 75 total shows are now up uh, on our website. And, and close to 6,500. Might be over 6,500 downloads when this airs. Oh, it'll definitely be over 6,500 downloads. It may be close to 7,000 by the time this uh, gets uploaded. Yes. Because I've been seeing like 70, 80 downloads a day. So, yeah, we'll we'll be over 6,500 by that point. And also, don't forget, every Wednesday at Boys to Be Nation Pop, our two previous episodes from the week get uploaded 
as a straight two-hour block. And if you want to listen to all the greatness in, in two hours, again, do so at your whim. And don't forget, sometimes on the drops on Place to Be Pop Nation Network, there's sometimes some bonus footage involved. Can't say whether there's going to be a bonus footage this week, but I guess you'll just have to go there and find out. Yeah, you might have to go there next week to find out. Who knows? And if you're listening to this on Place to Be Nation Pop, well, it's obviously this week, so. I'm confused by all the this week and that week, so. So so let's just say, don't forget, please. Like and subscribe and rate and review. And don't forget to share because sharing is caring. It is. It really is. And uh, I just want to add with the like and subscribe, uh, we surpassed 25 followers on our Podbean account. So thank you very much. Yay. And then, and next week, well, next. This week's going to be an interesting little grab bag. Uh, we're going to cover one show and one uh, topic, let's say. And uh, I, I know we both have stuff to say about both of them. Yeah. But that's all I'm going to say. We're not going to give any other hints. There's no timeliness involved, at least not purposely. It's just two more episodes of It Was a Thing on TV. So until then, thank you to Chico and thank you to Greg and I'm Mike and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Wow. KO for GO. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>